0: Wubass versus Champagne. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. how are you mel
1: i'm good how are you Luke?
0: pretty good i went and watched um Hobbs and shaw last night mm-hmm. i love the rock and jason statham <laughs> individually <laughs> and i love them opposite of each other in the fast and the furious franchise mm-hmm. and now we got a spinoff with just the two of them and uh I enjoyed it. Their humor was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to discuss it. What were your, what did you think of it just off the top going in? What were your did you have high expectations? What did you think?
1: I'm gonna be totally honest. Going into this movie, I was like, "This is not gonna be good." There's no, there's gonna be a lot of just silly jokes and a lot of action because you know they're both action movie guys, and I mean. I, I wasn't really expecting a lot from this. But you know, after actually watching the movie, it was fun. It really was. Like, I, I like all of the, you know, action aspects with the CIA and all the explosions. And of course, this is the Fast and the Furious, so there has to be fancy cars. So I, I enjoy all of those things. It, it had its little moments. There's definitely a great shark moment that we will get into later because I was in the theater, like, okay. Really, y'all, seriously, but it, overall, it was a fun movie.
0: See, and I had, I didn't have so much a jump, jump the shark moment because after watching how many Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> All of them have moments that are completely impossible. I mean, I, I think I saw I was I don't know if it was a podcast or if I saw something on Twitter, but they were like, next thing we know, it's going to be Fast and the Furious in space, and I really feel <laughs> I really feel like we're sort of headed that way.
1: <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I know with these movies, you have to check your reality at the door. I understand. I got that. I've watched how many of these Fast and Furious movies now? Eight. Nine. I don't even know, but I I get it. But sometimes I'm like, come on, y'all. But I did see the thing about the Fast and the Furious in space on Twitter. I'm like, well, I'll probably watch that, too. So <laughs>
0: exactly. That's the thing. Like the first Fast and the Furious movie came out either my uh, so- freshman or sophomore year in college. And I'll never forget the feeling that I had walking out of that movie, getting in my car and driving back to my dorm room. And like I had this little, I think it was a Plymouth little, my first like car on my own was a little Plymouth, like mini station wagon. (laughs) You said Plymouth. uh, Yeah. Right. Right. Um, My great grandfather bought it for me and he wanted me to have a good American car. And so I'm driving back and I'm revving that engine like I'm on Fast and the Furious because I'm still so pumped from the movie, and so I like I have this like very fond nostalgia um, feeling towards the Fast and the Furious, even though the dialogue isn't great, even though the action is has gotten so outlandish that. <laughs> We're talking and we're talking and only sort of jokingly about Fast and the Furious in space. But this is Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff from that uh, ba- massive fan- franchise. It starred uh, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, with guest appearances by Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. Uh, w- let's talk a little bit about the chemistry first. Did, like, did the rivalry established in the Fast and the Furious movies live up to that for you between Jason and The Rock?
1: I, I think they definitely have this really good um, like juxtaposition between each other where, you know, Jason Statham is the fancy English guy and The Rock is your tough American guy, you know? And I, I like that aspect of it. And I like how they never give each other any kind of slack. I, I, I enjoy that as well. You know, they're always going to fight. They're always gonna have these moments where who's the toughest guy? So I I I do enjoy that aspect of it, and I like that they're like they don't like each other, but they do like each other. So it it works out in the end.
0: They they don't like each other, but they sort of respect each other in a in a very curmudgeon grudging way. I'm going to need Idris Elba to star as a good guy in one of my franchise movies once, (laughs) because after Star Trek and Hobbs and Shaw, I'm like, damn it. Just make him bond already.
1: He was a good guy in Thor.
0: Okay. True. But like, I'm talking about, but that was a fairly minor character. Whereas in Star (laughs) Trek, like in comparison to in the Thor movies, that (laughs) character is minor in Star Trek. And in this, where he has tons of action screen time, he is the villain. And all I could think as I was watching it is, damn it, why isn't he James Bond? I- he should be. He would be amazing as Bond. Every time I think about it, I'm like, heaven help me. Um, I, he, he would be so good. Now, I was not really familiar with Vanessa Kirby. Had you seen her in much prior to this
1: film? But no, this is my first experience seeing her on screen. Like, sometimes I'll see a face and I'm like, oh, she was in such and such. I was like, I have no idea who this girl is. But I enjoyed her. She was good.
0: I had to look her up. Turns out that she's been Princess Margaret in The Crown f- since 2016. So oh. I, I have not watched The Crown. I hear, I get, I haven't seen it I hear either, it's outstanding, though. but I've not watched it. But I, I thought that she did really well. One of the things that I as much as the fast and the furious has always been about action, engines, really crazy stunts. There there's always been a theme of family that you uh, got family. That, right, right. And you stand <laughs> by family. And even when things get tough, you stand by family. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was interesting how this film sort of built on that and like it instead of it being like the intimate family who's been together for so long which is what mm-hmm. a lot of the Fast and Furious was mm-hmm. this was a strange siblings and yes. i like that element and i thought that with, with the addition well helen mirren has been in the previous has been in previous fast and furious films but i thought that the the, the three of them mm-hmm. were a very fun family dynamic what did you think
1: Oh, I love that dynamic. So I'm going to purpose this by saying that I love Helen Mirren and she is amazing. She's my, definitely like my Luke, her old lady syndrome. Oh my gosh. I love her. So I love seeing her like, you know, with playing the mother figure, of course, with her kids. And, but it's, It's all very dark because, you know, they're thieves.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So it's
1: like, oh, look at my babies plotting to take over the world. Oh, I just love them so much. But I do like how when she was talking to Deckard Shaw, her son, and she was saying, you know, why don't you make up with your sister? Like, you two used to be inseparable. What's going on? You need to make that right because I can't fix it because I'm in here. So you got to do what you got to do. And I like that the character took that to heart. And he really was there for his sister, like the entire movie. He wrote or died for her, so I, I really enjoyed that a lot.
0: At the same time, we had uh, Hobbs and his daughter, which Mm -hmm. had great scenes. I love. I
1: love that kid. I
0: do too, and I (laughs) love the fact that both uh, in this film and the Jumanji film. I real I never watched wrestling, so I don't know how pervasive okay. how pervasive it was in wrestling. I'm a big
1: wrestling. I was a big wrestling yeah. fan, but keep going.
0: But I I love the fact that like in the Jumanji trailer, it's about the intense look, and in. Um, in this film, they're making jokes about the eyebrow raise, which I know the eyebrow raise has been around for a long time. You don't I, understand. Uh, it was huge. I Yeah. I And I get that because that's what you'd always see in like the promos for the wrestling stuff. It's mm. just that I love that instead of it being about this like action, like whoop-ass type thing, now the eyebrow raise and things are being played off of an adorable little daughter. And mm-hmm. I I think it's cute. And I love his dynamic with the, his television daughter.
1: Mm. They have this really just great father-daughter chemistry. It is fantastic. I love that she's a little girl who will tell you exactly what's on her mind. She's going to ask all the questions you don't want her to ask, and you have to be quick on your feet. So... I think the little actress that plays her is absolutely amazing.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the storyline. I mean, this isn't a complicated plot. No. Shaw's sister works for MI6. They are trying to um, contain or um, get a virus that has been developed that can basically be programmed to target anybody. And uh, this really big, bad organization is going to use it to wipe, or intends to use it to wipe out the weakest among the Earth's population so that the strong that remain can be enhanced through, basically become cyborgs. Um, I'm like, I
1: basically, I'm like,
0: you're pretty much an android. Right. Like. They, go to get the, they go to get the virus and... It the, which is sort of like in a serum form at the moment. Um, and Brixton, Idris Alba's, Alba's character, crashes the party. She he tries to get it, she she injects herself with it to prevent him from getting it, and then he frames her for making it look like she's the one who stole it when it was him who was trying to steal it. And thus begins the story of her on the run, her brother trying to find her. The Rock, uh, the Rock. Well, I was going to say The Rock trying to find her. Hobbes trying to find her, and we go on this globe-trotting uh, adventure. Uh, what did you think of the plot? What did you think of the storyline? Uh, how did how did that play out for you? Because this is not like this is not like some sort of overly complicated story.
1: No, I, and it felt very. Fast and the Fury side because usually in those movies we're always trying to get some kind of one last big score of money or save the world so on and so forth so I, I kind of figured that would be some type of the plot some Somewhere right. we're in there going into this. So when I was like, oh, okay, there's a virus. We're going to melt people's insides and we have to save our sister. There's the family aspect checkbox. There's the deadline checkbox. You know what I mean? Like in those movies and that's fine. Like we had to get something that was very dire to move story along. So I I get it. So that that's just the type of movie that we're in. And then, you know, the way that we get our characters together, Deckard Shaw has a buddy that's saying, Oh, Hey, we need you to go in and take down this organization. And then on the flip side, Oh, well, we got you a buddy. And of course it's going to be Hobbs's character and it's the same deal. So it's like, okay, I mean, it's a, one, two, three, follow the recipe of how we get our characters together. Sorry. So that's fine for this movie. You know what I mean? Like, we're not winning Academy Awards here. So.
0: No, and the thing is, is that, like, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this has maybe more comedy than, say, Bad Boys. But yes. it very much reminds me of Lethal Weapon, Bad Boys, a lot of the great buddy films.
1: That, Beverly Hills comedy that- Kind right,
0: of, yeah. right, and I'm and I'm totally okay with that. We don't see that as much anymore, so I'm totally okay with having that type of a dynamic. Um, I thought the storyline was adequate for a Fast and the Furious film. I obviously mm-hmm. they put everything into stunts and banter. There was some of the dialogue that I did find was a little bit.
1: Clonky.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I could have used a little bit more of the champagne dialogue than the the, mm-hmm. the whoopass dialogue. Not that the whoop ass dialogue wasn't bad. It's just that any of the encounters, and I guess I'm that's a bit, maybe a bad parallel, but like for me, they could have polished their dialogue just a little bit. It didn't have to be quite so what? You know, <laughs> I, you know. I,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So, what did you what did you think of the action?
1: Like, oh, what, the action. did you have
0: favorite action scenes? Like, there were there were several. We were in Russia. We were in Samoa. We were in London. What were your favorite What were your favorite action scenes?
1: So that motorcycle that Idris Elba's character had. Can I get Brixton? that please for Christmas? I, I want two of them. That thing was amazing. I was like, wow, this is, this is definitely a, like an upgrade. This is a new take because th- we've always had motorcycles in this franchise. But this one is some kind of 22nd century type. defying the laws of gravity. Man, that thing was awesome. Um, Drove on its own. Mo- yes. <laughs> speaking of that motorcycle, I did like the scene where, you know, of course, um, Shaw's character is driving this McLaren holy crap. And you know, he goes underneath the truck and he thinks he's going to lose Idris Elba's character. And the motorcycle does the same thing. And I was like, what is going on here? I, I loved all of that. Those scenes were great. Um, the finish, the big finish scenes, um, when they were in Samoa, I, I loved all of that action too. I, I loved that it. Was really-
0: I, I loved it. All of those cars versus the helicopter was awesome. But there were two things that took me out of the film, other than the occasional di- uh, chunky dial- or clunky dialogue. One was I'm sitting there watching every single one of these people make perfect <laughs> landings with chain hooks. And as someone who's <laughs> had to tow things with chain hooks in my childhood, you never, ever, ever get something to hook the first time that that consistently. And so You're like absolutely not. Right. Right. <laughs> but the the scenes were fantastic. Like those the choreography of those scenes were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh what other action scenes did you like?
1: Um let's see. Those were definitely my favorites. Um Oh, of course the bit, like the when Shaw and Hobbs are fighting, uh, Brixton's character at the end, and they're getting yes at the end, and they're getting their asses handed to them clearly, and they figure out, oh hey, we have to work together in order to defeat Brixton Android. Like, this this is the only way we're gonna do it. And I I kind of do like like the I always call it the Matrix effect where uh-huh. we're punching and then oh slow motion slow motion slow motion and we're back into it. So I I kind of. I enjoy that always. So I thought that was a really good fight too. I, I liked those scenes. I liked
0: the the choreography and the fighting of those scenes. But once again, the overly simplistic. <laughs> we have to team up to do this after they've spent the whole thing arguing. Family, uh, right? I like I was like, come on. I mean. I wanted to slap him with the mother sandal is basically what I wanted to do. I'm like, come on. They couldn't have made it a little bit more nuanced. But once again, this is a Fast and the Furious movie. Not to say that that's discounting it, but there are certain expectations, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. The hand-to-hand combat was pretty good. I thought that Kirby was a really good addition. I was like, you know how we at one point had... Um, there was talk about a Halle Berry spinoff from the Bond franchise. I was like, yes, I would love to see Kirby in that spinoff because seeing her in action, I thought that she was able to pull off the action, but I also thought that she had a really good vulnerability that was con- that she conveyed throughout the entire film, and I mm-hmm. liked how when she needed like. I liked how Hobbs pointed out that her character wanted to run, but at the same time she was, she had the vulnerability with her brother and with Hobbs and then could open up a can of whoop ass and get herself and pick a lock like her mother. And I liked that element. And so I was sitting mm-hmm. there in the film and I was thinking, boy, if they ever did the equivalent of a Halle Berry spin-off of the Bond franchise, I would love to see her in action and, and or the other thing that crossed my mind, I was like, "She'd make a good Catwoman."
1: You know what? I could see her as Catwoman. I could go for that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do most of that.
0: So, we got a couple of cameos. Ryan Reynolds was great. I loved him opposite <laughs> of Hobbs. And then Kevin Hart popped up in the film as, or on a plane as an air marshal. And that that moment was really the moment that like took me back to Lethal Weapon. Those those like that interaction on the plane took me back to Lethal Weapon. What did you think of the cameos? Because Ryan Reynolds, you sometimes you one forgets how good he is at comedy, but Mm -hmm. his interactions with the tattoo and the various other things that happened at the diner. That was a lot of fun.
1: I I like those scenes. I've always liked Ryan Reynolds as an actor. You know, he kind of really started in comedy, so I watched plenty of comedies with him in it. But I, I enjoyed those scenes, and I liked that they kind of set up this mini-story with um, Ryan Reynolds' character and The Rock's character. Basically like, hey, we've been friends for literally as long as we can remember, and this is what we're gonna do, and I got dirt on you, and you got dirt on me, but we're gonna make sure we get this job done. So I, I definitely like that, and I like, you know, Ryan Reynolds' character is kind of a little quirky. He's nerdy, you know. He's CIA. I, I like that. That was funny.
0: And Kevin Hart.
1: Kevin Hart is not my favorite. I'm, I. He never has been. <laughs> <sighs> So when he showed up, I was like, "Oh, okay. So this is because you're friends with The Rock." Okay, they've done a movie like,
0: before, like right, and that movie was with him in this like a CIA movie, right? Like the yes. the joke about that one was a CIA. So I was I, for a moment I was trying to figure out, I was trying to remember whether or not the character from the CIA movie was the same character that was now an air marshal. But then, and I, but once I paused to do the math on that, I was like, Oh no, these are unrelated. They're just friends. Uh, Mm -mm. But but it did cross my mind for a moment since the other movie had been about hot. Well, not Hobbs, but the rocks character being in the CIA.
1: Yes. So that was always a little, because I always feel like Kevin Hart has a tendency to overdo things. Uh huh. That's just my opinion. It got a little, uh, okay guys, let's wrap this scene up. I mean, I get it. You're air marshal, but you want to be a part of the crew. We got it. I mean, you, you served your purpose in the movie. Well, I do think that, but for me, Kevin Hart always overdoes it.
0: Fair enough. He shows up later in the film, um, aiding them when they need, um, help in a pinch. So we've talked about the action. We've talked about a little bit. We've touched on the CGI though, not addressing it specifically, um, the family, you mentioned jump the shark moments. What were your jump the shark moments?
1: So, when we are in Samoa and Hobbs' character has finally reconciled with his family and they're all helping his cause, trying to protect uh, Shaw's, yeah, Shaw's sister, and like you were talking about. The trucks all hooked up to the chains, which is hooked up to the helicopter. All right. Yes, it's going to be perfect landings for the sake of this story. I got that. That's fine. But the moment when the pulley system fails on the truck that Hobbs' character is on and the chain starts to get away from him and he grabs it and he's holding a helicopter, a flying helicopter. But how is that any different
0: than Captain America?
1: is absolutely ridiculous. The second that he would have Captain America has actual superpowers.
0: I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, he is grabbing onto this moving helicopter and he meant he has the strength to hold on and pull it all the way back and get it back on the pulley system. Really? Like, this is the point. Well, he the technically, the way that...
0: Okay, I agree. Jumps- I agree. Like, my eyebrows ho- arched as high as the rocks on that scene. I totally agree. But they did give themselves a little bit of wiggle room because they allowed slack in it. Uh, to show up it's not like he pulled the entire helicopter they turned the corner they turned like the helicopter and cars turned and so there was just he yes he did hold it taut for a little bit but then Mm -hmm. in order to get it on the the crank wheel they the cars turned which allowed him to get some slack and put it back on so it wasn't like he pulled the helicopter to to wrap
1: it around it's still absolutely ridiculous. See, absolutely. I was, like, you guys, no. See,
0: I get it. I get it. What I thought was interesting about it is, is basically you have uh, Brixton as the superhero mm-hmm. villain, and it and it, in order for anybody to realistically believe that that the Rock and Jason Statham can be taken down they have to make a superhuman villain because individually they're both very powerful in real life and in film, but together, like, the realisticness of someone actually being able to beat them together in a fight scene, regardless of whether they're working together, mm. they have to make this person a superhuman. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I thought was a little bit this was my jump the shark, and it had nothing to do with the action. It had nothing to do with the CGI. I his call to his daughter once once they were framed. hmm Oh and it, yes. And it was on the secure line with Ryan Reynolds' character as listening in as the CIA. I'm th- I'm sitting there in the theater and there's a lot going on, but with a quiet moment like that, the conversation between Hobbs and his daughter allows a person to th- really sort of think about what's going on on your screen. And all I could think was, wait, you have an organization that just has framed you globally, has been responsible—it's already been established in the story— that Jason Statham's character, Shaw, has been approached by this organization in the past and that when he was approached in the past by Brixton, he put bullets in Brixton's head and Brixton is still alive. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that this massively powerful organization that can do anything is not going to go after the daughter as as leverage against Hobbs and that Hobbs is telling his daughter to go in the house and be safe. I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching that, I'm like, if I was Hobbs, I'd be like, you needed to execute such and such emergency plan and basically go into hiding. But to tell Mm -hmm. your daughter to just go into the house and that you're going to be protected in California as if there aren't jets that fly or there aren't operatives for this or this worldwide organization around the world that was really difficult for me. That was the jump the shark moment. And that's why I could have used a little bit more polish on the script because it wasn't the action that really tripped me up. It was when they tried to do the sentiment. And it was wonderful sentiment. I love the scenes between him and his daughter. But the logic of that was like, this is a man who has already saved the world, as he points out in the film, how many times? And mm-hmm. if you have saved the world that many times, you're a target regardless. Your Your exit strategy for your family in the case of an emergency is not go inside the house and, and be with your aunt. And that, well. that was my jump the shark moment. <laughs>
1: Family protects all in this movie.
0: (laughs) Against, uh, well, but the the thing is, is by that logic, it's like, so what if there was a second Brixton and that person Mm -hmm. showed up? I mean, who's, how is Ryan Reynolds' character going to protect the daughter from that? You know, like, Mm -hmm. it just, for me, that was it. So out of five stars, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I think it's a solid three and a half.
0: See, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's the perfect movie to kick off August film. I, for myself, have personally found that this year, there haven't been a lot of, like, must-see opening weekends for myself, but this was one that has been on my radar, and I've wanted to see it for so long, in part because, well, Jason Statham is just one of my favorite action stars period, and I was a little bit upset that I got The Rock shirtless, but I didn't get Jason Statham shirtless, but that's an an entirely different topic, because (laughs) like in almost all of his movies you always have a Jason Statham shirtless scene, and we didn't get that one this time we were robbed, we were we were, though we got The Rock and he was quite impressive Uh, so three and a half out of five stars that's what I would give it, it was a fun action film it isn't something that you're gonna like it will be something that i will watch when it comes on netflix or wherever it ends up incidentally i tried to go back and do a marathon of all the series um to like just refresh my memory on the franchise turns out only the first 3 are available on netflix the other ones are not on prime unless you pay for it or hulu you can only watch the first 3 free so i like on a streaming platform which sort of upset me well we would encourage you to come in on this episode and Hobbs and shaw at geekconfidential.com mel this has been fun we're trying we're, we're playing around with our formats a little and i enjoyed talking about Hobbs and shaw with you well i had fun this was enjoyable yes i will have to do it again sometime
1: <laughs>
0: agreed Until next time, you can find us at Geek Confidential at GK Confidential on Twitter. Also GK Confidential on Facebook. I am Luke underscore Kerr on uh, Twitter. And Mel is at Melody We thank you for listening. Until next time. So
1: long. Bye, y'all.